Part One of Hecuba by Euripides. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Hecuba by Euripides, translated by Theodore Buckley, Dramatis Personae. Ghost of Polydor, read by Rob Board. Hecuba, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Chorus of Female Captives, read by Rapunzelina. Palixena, read by Christine G. Ulysses, read by Alan Matchstone. Talthibius, read by Todd. Agamemnon, read by Larry Wilson. Attendant, read by Mary Kay. Polymestor, read by David Prickett. Narrated by Marianne. Part one. I am present, having left the secret dwellings of the dead and the gates of darkness, where Pluto has his abode apart from the other gods, Polydor, the son of Hecuba, the daughter of Sisius, and Priam, my sire, who, when the danger of falling by the spear of Greece was threatening the city of the Phrygians, in fear privately sent me from the Trojan land to the house of Polymestor, his Thracian friend, who cultivates the most fruitful soil of the Chersonese, ruling a warlike people with his spear. But my father sends privately with me a large quantity of gold, in order that, if at any time the walls of Troy should fall, there might not be a lack of sustenance for his surviving children. But I was the youngest of the sons of Priam, on which account also he sent me privately from the land, for I was able neither to bear arms nor the spear with my youthful arm. As long then indeed as the landmarks of the country remained erect, and the towers of Troy were unshaken, and Hector my brother prevailed with his spear, I miserable increased vigorously as some young branch, by the nurture I received at the hands of the Thracian, my father's friend. But after that both Troy and the life of Hector were put an end to, and my father's mansions raised to the ground, and himself falls at the altar built by the god slain by the blood-polluted son of Achilles. The friend of my father slays me, wretched man, for the sake of my gold, and, having slain me, threw me into the surf of the sea, that he might possess the gold himself in his palace. But I am exposed on the shore, at another time on the ocean's surge, borne about by many ebbings and flowings of the waves, unwept, unburied. But at present I am hastening on my dear mother's account, having left my body, borne aloft this day already the third, for so long has my wretched mother been present in this territory of the Chersonese from Troy. But all the Grecians, holding their ships at anchor, are sitting quiet on the shores of this land of Thrace, for Achilles, the son of Peleus, appearing above his tomb, stayed all the army of the Grecians as they were directing homeward their sea-dipped oars, and asks to receive my sister Polyxena as a dear victim, 
and a tribute of honour to his tomb and this he will obtain nor will he be without this gift from his friends and fate this day leads forth my sister to death but my mother will see the two corpses of her two children both mine and the unhappy virgins for i shall appear on a breaker before the feet of a female slave that i wretched may obtain sepulture for i have successfully entreated those who have power beneath to find a tomb and to fall into my mother's hands as much then as i wish to have shall be mine but i will withdraw myself out of the way of the aged hecuba for she is advancing her step beyond the tent of agamemnon dreading my phantom alas o oh my mother who from kingly palaces hast beheld the day of slavery how unfortunate art thou now in the degree that thou wert once fortunate but some one of the gods counterpoising your state destroys you on account of your ancient prosperity enter hecuba and the chorus lead onward ye trojan dames the old woman before the tent lead onward raising up one now your fellow-slave but once your queen take me bear me conduct me support my body holding my aged hand and i leaning on the bending staff of my hand will hasten to put forward the slow motion of my joints o lightning of jove o thou gloomy night why i pray am i thus disquieted in the night with terrors with phantoms o thou venerable earth the mother of black-winged dreams i renounce the nightly vision which regarding my son who was preserved in thrace and regarding polyxena my dear daughter in my dreams have i beheld a fearful sight i have learned i have understood gods of this land preserve my son who my only son and as it were the anchor of my house inhabits the snowy thrace under the protection of his father's friend some strange event will take place some strain will come mournful to the mournful never did my mind so incessantly shudder and tremble where i pray ye trojan dames can i behold the divine spirit of helenus or cassandra that they may interpret my dreams for i beheld a dappled hind torn by the blood-stained fang of the wolf forcibly dragged from my bosom a miserable sight and dreadful this vision also the spectre of achilles came above the summit of his tomb and demanded as a tribute of honour one of the wretched trojan women from my daughter then from my daughter avert this fate ye gods i implore you hecuba with haste to thee i flew leaving the tents of our lords where i was allotted and ordained a slave driven from the city of troy led captive of the greeks by the point of the spear not to alleviate aught of your sufferings but bringing a heavy weight of tidings and to thee o lady a herald of woe for it is said that it has been decreed in the full council of the greeks to make thy daughter a sacrifice to achilles for you know how that having ascended over his tomb 
he appeared in his golden arms and restrained the fleet ships as they were setting their sails with their halyards exclaiming in these words where speed ye grecians leaving my tomb unhonoured then the waves of great contention clashed together and a divided opinion went forth through the army of the greeks to some it appeared advisable to give a victim to his tomb and to others it appeared not but agamemnon was studious to advance your good cherishing the love of the infuriated prophetess but the two sons of theseus scions of athens were the proposers of different arguments but in this one opinion they coincided to crown the tomb of achilles with fresh blood and declared they would never prefer the bed of cassandra before the spear of achilles and the strength of the arguments urged on either side was in a manner equal till that subtle adviser that bumbling knave honeyed in speech pleasing to the populace that son of laertes persuades the army not to reject the suit of the noblest of all the greeks on account of a captive victim and not to put it in the power of any of the dead standing near proserpine to say that the grecians departed from the plains of troy ungrateful to the heroes who died for the state of greece and ulysses will come only not now to tear your child from your bosom and to take her from your aged arms but go to the temples speed to the altars sit a suppliant at the knees of agamemnon invoke the gods both those of heaven and those under the earth for either thy prayers will prevent thy being deprived of thy wretched daughter or thou must behold the virgin falling before the tomb dyed in blood gushing forth in a dark stream from her neck adorned with gold alas wretched me what shall i exclaim what shriek shall i utter what lamentation miserable through miserable age and slavery not to be endured insupportable alas who is there to defend me what offspring what city the old man is gone my children are gone whither shall i turn me and whither shall i go where is any god or deity to succour me o trojan dames bearers of evil tidings bearers of woe you have destroyed me utterly you have destroyed me life in the light is no more desirable o wretched foot lead lead an aged woman to this tent o child daughter of the most afflicted mother come forth come forth from the tent hear thy mother's voice that thou mayest know what a report i hear that concerns thy life enter polyxena o mother why dost thou call proclaiming what new affliction hast thou frightened me from the tent as some bird from its nest with this alarm alas my child why address me in words of ill omen this is an evil prelude alas for thy life speak conceal it no longer from me i fear i fear my mother why i pray dost thou groan o child child of an unhappy mother why sayest thou this my child the common decree of the greeks unites to slay thee 
at the tomb of the son of peleus alas my mother how are you relating unenviable ills tell me tell me my mother i declare my child the ill-omened report they bring word that a decree has passed by the vote of the greeks regarding thy life o thou that hast borne affliction o thou wretched on every side o mother unhappy in your life what most hated and most unutterable calamity has some destiny again sent against thee this child is no longer thine no longer indeed shall i miserable share slavery with miserable age for as a mountain whelp or hypha shalt thou wretched behold me wretched torn from thine arms and sent down beneath the darkness of the earth a victim to pluto where i shall lie bound in misery with the dead but it is for thee indeed my afflicted mother that i lament in these mournful strains but for my life my wrongs my fate i mourn not but death a better lot has befallen me but see ulysses advances with hasty step to declare to thee hecuba some new determination enter ulysses lady i imagine that you are acquainted with the decree of the army and the vote which has prevailed nevertheless i will declare it it has been decreed by the greeks to offer on the lofty mound of achilles tomb thy daughter polyxena but they order me to conduct and convey the damsel but the son of achilles is appointed to be the priest and to preside over the rites do you know then what to do be not dragged away by violence nor enter into a contest of strength with me but acknowledge superior force and the presence of thy ills it is wise to have proper sentiments even in adversity alas alas the great trial is at hand as it seems of lamentations full nor without tears for i have not died in the state in which i ought to have died nor hath jove destroyed me but preserves me that i wretched may behold other misfortunes greater than past misfortunes but if it be allowed slaves to put questions to the free not offensive nor grating to the feelings it will be your part to be questioned and ours who are asking to attend you have permission ask freely i grudge not the time dost thou remember when thou camest a spy on troy disfigured by a vile dress and from thine eyes drops caused by the fear of death bedewed thy beard i remember well for it made no slight impression on my heart but helen knew thee and told me alone i remember the great danger i encountered and didst thou embrace my knees in thy humility so that my hand was numbered through fear on my garments what then didst thou say being then my slave many arguments that i invented to save me from death did i preserve thee then and conduct thee safe from the land yes so that i now behold the light of the sun art thou not then convicted of baseness by this conduct who hast received benefits from me such as thou acknowledgest thou hast and doest us no good in return but evil as far as in thee lies oh, thankless is your race as many of you as court honour from oratory before the populace 
be ye not known to me who care not to injure your friends provided you say what is gratifying to the people but plotting what dark design have they determined upon a decree of death against my child did fate impel them to offer human sacrifices at the tomb where it were rather right to sacrifice cattle or does achilles desirous of devoting in his turn to death those that wrought his death with a colour of justice meditate her destruction but she has done him no ill he should demand helen as a sacrifice on his tomb for she destroyed him and brought him to troy but if some captive selected from the rest and excelling in beauty ought to die this is not ours for the daughter of tyndarus is most pre-eminent in beauty and has been found to be no less injurious than us on the score of justice then i urge this argument but with respect to what you ought to repay at my demand here thou hast touched my hand as thou ownest and this aged cheek also falling at my knees thy hands and knees i in return grasp and redemand the favour i granted you then and beseech you do not tear my child from my arms nor kill her enough have died already in her i rejoice and forget my misfortunes she serves as my consolation in the stead of many things she is my city my nurse my staff the guide of my way it becomes not those who have power to exercise their power in things wherein they ought not nor should the fortunate imagine their fortune will last for ever for i too have had my time of prosperity but now have i ceased to be one day wrenched from me all my happiness but by thy beard which i supplicate reverence me pity me go to the grecian army and remind them that it is a shameful thing to slay women whom ye have once spared and that too dragging them from the altar but show mercy but the laws of blood among you are laid down alike for the free and the slave but your worth will carry with it persuasion although your arguments be bad for the same words from those of little character have not the same force as when they proceed from those of high reputation there is no nature of man so obdurate which on hearing thy groans and thy long plaints of misery would not let fall the tear hecuba be advised nor through passion deem him thine enemy who gives thee good advice i indeed am ready to preserve thy person through the means of which i was fortunate and i say no other but what i declared before all i will not deny that troy being captured we should give thy daughter as a victim to the noblest man of the army who demands her for in this many cities fail when any man who is brave and zealous receives no more honour than those who are less valiant but achilles o lady is worthy of honour from us a man who died most gloriously on behalf of the grecian country were not then this disgraceful if when living we treated him as a friend but after he is gone we no longer treat him so well 
what then will any one say if there again should come an assembling of the army and a contest with the enemy shall we fight or preserve our lives seeing that he who falls lies unhonoured but for me at least living from day to day although i have but little that little is sufficient but i would wish that my monument should be beheld crowned with honour for the gratification is for a long time but if thou sayest thou sufferest affliction hear this in return from me there are with us aged matrons and hoary sires not less wretched than thou art and brides bereft of the noblest husbands whose ashes this land of troy conceals endure this but we if we injudiciously determine to honour the brave man shall incur the charge of folly but you barbarians neither consider your friends as friends nor do you hold up to admiration those who have died honourably thus shall greece be prosperous but you shall experience fortune corresponding to your counsels alas alas how wretched is the state of slavery and to endure indignities compelled by superior force o oh, daughter my words respecting thy death are vanished in the air set forth in vain but thou if thou hast greater powers of persuasion than thy mother use all thy influence uttering every note as the throat of the nightingale that thou mayest not be deprived of life but fall before the knees of ulysses in all the eloquence of grief and persuade him thou hast a pretext for he also hath children so that he may be inclined to pity thy fortune i see ulysses that thou art hiding thy hand beneath thy robe and turnest thy face away that i may not touch thy beard be not afraid thou hast avoided my suppliant jove for i will follow thee on account of fate and even wishing to die but if i were not willing i should appear base and too fond of life for wherefore should i live whose father was monarch of all the trojans this my dawn of life then was i nurtured on the fair hope a bride for princess having no small competition for my hand to whose palace and heart i should come but i wretched now was mistress among the trojan women and conspicuous in the train of virgins equal to goddesses death only excepted but now i am a slave first of all the very name not being familiar persuades me to love death then perhaps i might meet with masters cruel in disposition who will buy me for silver the sister both of hector and many other heroes and imposing the task of making bread in his palace will compel me passing the day in misery both to sweep the house and stand at the loom and some slave somewhere purchased will defile my bed before woed by princess this never shall be i will quit his light from mine eyes free offering my body to pluto lead on then ulysses conduct me to death for i see neither confidence of hope nor of expectation present to me that i can ever enjoy good fortune but do thou my mother in no wise hinder me by your words or by your actions but assent to my death before i meet with indignities unsuited to my rank for one who has not been accustomed to taste misfortunes bears indeed but grieves to put his neck under the yoke 
but he would be far more blessed in death than in life, for to live otherwise than honourably is a great burden. It is great and distinguishing feature among men to be born of generous parents, and the name of nobility of birth among the illustrious proceeds from great to greater still. You have spoken honourably, my daughter, but in that honourable dwells grief. But if the son of Peleus must be gratified, and you must escape blame, Ulysses, kill not her. But leading me to the pyre of Achilles, strike me, spare me not. I brought forth Paris, who destroyed the son of Thetis, having pierced him with his arrows. The phantom of Achilles did not demand that thou, O aged lady, but that thy daughter here should die. Do thou then at least slay me with my daughter, and there will be twice the libation of blood for the earth, and the dead who makes this request. Thy daughter's death suffices. One must not be heaped on another. Would that we required not even this one. There is a strong necessity for me to die with my daughter. How so? For I am not aware of any master that I have. As the ivy, the oak, so will I clasp her. Not so, if you will take the advice of your superiors in knowledge. Never will I willingly quit my child here. Nor will I leave this place without the virgin. Mother, be persuaded, and thou, son of Laertes, be gentle to a parent with reason moved to anger. But thou, O wretched mother, content not with conquerors. Dost thou wish to fall on the earth, and to wound thy aged flesh dragged by violence, and to suffer the indignity of being torn by a youthful arm? Which things you will suffer? Do not, I pray thee, for it is not seemly. But, my dear mother, give me thy beloved hand, and grant me to join cheek to cheek, since never hereafter, but now for the last time, shall I behold the rays of the sun and his bright orb. Receive my last address, O mother, O thou that bearest me, I am going below. And I, O daughter, shall be a slave in the light of day. Without the bridegroom, without the bridal song, which I ought to have obtained. Mournful thou, my child, but I am a wretched woman. There shall I lie in darkness far from thee. Alas, me, what shall I do? Where end my life? I shall die a slave, born of a free father. But I bereft indeed of fifty children. What message shall I bear to Hector, and through thy aged husband? Tell them that I am most miserable of all women. O oh, ye breasts that tenderly nursed me. O oh, daughter of an untimely and unhappy fate. Farewell, O oh mother. Farewell, Cassandra, too. Others farewell. But this is not for thy mother. Farewell, my brother Pilodore, among the warlike Thracians. If he lives at least. But I doubt. So unfortunate am I in everything. Leave me, Ulysses, having covered my face with a veil, since, before I am sacrificed indeed, I am melted in heart at my mother's plaints. Her also I melt in my lamentations. O oh, light, for yet it is allowed me to express thy name, but I have no share in thee, except during the time that I am going between the sword and the pyre of Achilles. Ah, oh, me! I faint, and my limbs fail me. O oh, daughter, 
touch thy mother stretch forth thy hand give it me leave me not childless i am lost my friends would that i might see the spartan helen the sister of the twin sons of jove thus for through her bright eyes that most vile woman destroyed the happy troy gale gale of the sea which wafts the swift barks bounding through the waves through the surge of the ocean whither wilt thou bear me hapless to whose mansion shall i come a purchased slave or to the port of the doric or theian shore where they report that apidanus the most beautiful father of floods enriches the plains or wilt thou bear me hapless urged by the maritime war passing a life of misery in my prison-house to that island where both the first-born palm-tree and the laurel shot forth their hallowed branches to their beloved latona emblem of the divine parturition and with the delian nymphs shall i celebrate in song the golden chaplet and bow of diana or in the athenian city shall i upon the chaffron rope harness the steeds to the car of minerva splendid in her chariot representing them in embroidery upon the splendid looms of brilliant threads or the race of titans which jove the son of saturn sends to eternal rest with his flaming lightning alas my children alas my ancestors and my paternal land which is overthrown buried in smoke captured by the argive sword but i indeed am a slave in a foreign country having left asia the slave of europe having changed my bridal chamber for the grave end of part one